welcome to Today on Broadway for May 1st, 2023. I'm Tell Me on a Sunday Ooh. podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm arts and culture editor Ashley Steves. It is, in fact, May. It's no longer gonna be May. It's May. Well, for those of us recording right now, it's still gonna be May. Truly, but indeed, yeah. right now, in this moment, it really if do you're be listening May to this, <laughs> If you're listening to this on Patreon at 8 p.m., it is still gonna be May. There but it is. Normal got- feed. Welcome. So much going on, and May 2nd, tomorrow, is the Tony Award announcement, so we will get that in the show, of course, but we also have a lot of announcements that happened over the weekend, so let's start with those. So in Broadway news, we have another fall musical announcement. We had talked about their run last year at the Off-Broadway National Yiddish Theater, folks being at in uh, 2022. Well, finally, Barry Manilow and Bruce Sussman's Harmony will begin performances on April 18th at the Ethel Barrymore Theater with an opening night set for November 13th, so that's that, like, Hot fall time. Warren Carlyle still set to direct and choreograph. We don't know the cast and creative updates from there. I'm hopeful that most of it is still the same. Um, This is, I mean, I'm I'm happy for the people that have been like really, really pulling for this show um, since it happened last year. Um, They were hopeful for a Broadway bow shortly thereafter. Um, It's been a really compact season so i see why they kind of held a little bit um perhaps totally. Chip Zion will be <laughs> attached still oh that would always delight me yeah this was one that i mean took a while to get off the ground and then it right. felt like it came out of nowhere like it was boom on stage and then it was boom broadway announcement um because i didn't have this on my radar i assume you did um yes. and, and it doesn't sound like matt did so for two-thirds of us, <laughs> this announcement on Friday was really surprising. But I am excited to see it finally come to Broadway. Um, you know, like I said, its first world premiere was in La Jolla in 1997. So again, a very, very long time. And a lot of people, like you said, have been pulling for it. I've been pulling for it since it was announced. It's not necessarily my kind of show but i would like to see it and i hope that everyone who had some kind of hand in it in some way over the literal last two and a half decades will uh you know be happy to see it finally come to fruition in this way yeah it's been a a barry manilow like this is a a dream of his for a very long time so i'm excited for for this to happen for him um, up next, I hope that he does the Pebble and the Penguin because that's my Broadway dream. For yeah, Barry yeah, yeah. Manilow, Bruce Sussman, and Peace. <laughs> Naturally. I'm alone in that, apparently. No, no, no. Never. Never alone. We're all Team Penguin. Team Penguin. Um, we're keeping it going with some announcements. So we finally have the national tour. Bobby, Bobby, ah, Baby, for Bobby Company. Booby. Yes. Brittany Coleman will star in the upcoming national tour, directed again by Marianne Elliott's uh, huge gender-swapped uh, revival of Stephen Sondheim and George First's Company. They will kick off this tour in Detroit in October, and then the further casting has yet to be announced, so stay tuned for that. because I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I love this. So they shared a teaser on Thursday, I think, as far as yeah. like an image. I was like, Bobby, we have something to tell you. And it had to be tour casting, obviously, at least, at least Bobby. I think this is great casting. She was obviously in the ensemble in the Broadway run. I think she, she went covered. on. She covered. I think she went on once or twice. I can't remember. Um, and I unfortunately didn't get to see her, but it's, 
such a good pick. She's so talented, so funny, such a smart performer. I can't wait to see this on tour. And please give me the rest of the tour casting so I can find the nearest city near me and uh, spring for those tickets. There you go. Over on the West End, you might have to also fly out to London because we now have an Usher Usher announcement. Kyle Lamar Freeman will make his West End debut in the London transfer of Michael R. Jackson's A Strange Loop. Freeman will play um, Usher after having understudied. I saw him go on on Broadway. He was absolutely, he was impeccable. I'm not kidding. Kyle Kyle was outstanding. Um, I, I really, it was, if anybody saw his performance, the little piece of paper that flies out of the playbill, you would not have even known that this <laughs> yeah. person um, was the quote cover or understudy or whatnot. He felt absolutely um, tailor fit in the role. He felt like absolutely dropped in. It was astounding. So you are very lucky over there on the West End to get a 12 week run beginning That's June so 17th ahead of a June 28th opening night at the Barbican Theater. I did not get to see Kyle. So it's really exciting to hear you have great thoughts about him. Uh, also, just the fact that We'll be joining an all British cast of thoughts. You got Jason yeah. Honeycook, you got Charlene Hector, you got Danny Bailey, Eddie Elliott, uh, Tende Humphrey, Satima. It's going to be such a great cast. I can't stand London for giving me all these reasons to keep coming back when I don't have money to come back. Oh, as how about the much fact as that I love London. Day, I know. Closes on my birthday on the West End. Oh my I God. have to go. You have to be there. It's have necessary. To see it. Get Grace to London crazy. in August immediately. Uh, I simply must. One day, someday. <laughs> All the things. There's All so the much things. good coming to London coming up. Um, and hopefully I am one of those things. Yes. Uh, so speaking of things going on, coming up and, and I guess closing, uh, this weekend, particularly Greyhouse opened at the Lyceum for a first preview. We also have a lot of show closings going on. So over at Studio 54, as we record Monday's show on Sunday, Pictures from Home will conclude its Broadway um, run April 30th at Studio 54. So if you had a chance to go see them, um, it was it was really a lovely Lane. piece. They did Oh, yeah. Delightful. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then over downtown on May 6th, we've got the closing of Colin Quinn's Small Talk. Uh, they had extended into May 6th, so that's good for them. The show originally opened at Lucille Lortel Theater. They had some um, theater adjustments uh, because they were extending because yeah. Colin Quinn's solo shows just tend to do that. They're always yeah. great. So <laughs> good for them. Now we're going to get into Tony Talk, right? We've, we've got to. Tony's. So the Tony Awards Administration Committee met for the third and final time for this season on April 28th on Friday to make eligibility decisions for a number of shows that include Shucked, Fat Ham, Life of Pi. All those sound like really good fixins on a plate. I just want to say that out loud. Mm, truly. Life of yes. Pie, Shucked, the and Fat Ham. Ooh, hello. There's <laughs> and then the Thanksgiving play. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm hungry. Uh, Camelot, Peter Pan Goes Wrong, New York, New York, summer 1967. Uh, wow, 1976, Goodnight one Oscar, Prima Facie, yeah. and Sign in Sidney Brewstein's Window. That one particularly interests me as mm-hmm. it uh, finally opened up Broadway right within that cutoff time. Some of those rulings include Aaron Sorkin deeming eligible for Best Book of a Musical category for writing the li- reworking of the libretto for Camelot. But on the contrary, 
New York, New York with several John Cantor and Fred Ebb songs um, from other works, as well as new songs with Lin-Manuel Miranda and John Cantor are not eligible for best score. Yeah. Fascinating. Very fascinating. I And I understand, um, and having seen them both, you can see the changes and, you know, the parts that have been left alone of uh, uh, Camelot, for one, but also seeing all these reworkings in New York, New York. It makes sense. It's still interesting, I think. <laughs> I will say yeah. that. You've got um, Huron... Uh, will be eligible for best performance by an actor in a leading role um, for his performance in Life of Pi. You've got Caroline Interbeckler eligible for best performance by an actress in a leading role for mm-hmm. Shock. Good. You've got Marcel Spears um, eligible for best performance by an actor in a leading role for Fat yes, Ham, please. which we all agree with. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Shout it from the rooftops. Fat- seeing Fat Ham this past week on Wednesday has sustained me through the rest of my week. God, I yeah. love it. Yeah, would see it again. If you all need people to ever, if there's ever a seat to fill. Yeah, I was going to say, I will happily literally be a give us fat a ham, fat seat filler. Seat filler, Jesus. I, I literally work so close. Like, just let me have it. I uh, I, I don't, but I'll still show up on that fucking doorstep. <laughs> so with all of these kind of like Tony rulings, we have 2023 Tony nominations already in the works as far as predictions, one particularly by Adam Feldman for Time Out New York. So we're going to run through yeah. his predictions. They're Tony with an asterisk uh, nominations, Time Out New York, their annual award show of their own. Yes, this is what they feel are the nominations, mainly by Adam. So for best yeah. play, <laughs> Ain't No Mo, Between Riverside and Crazy, Cost of Living, Fat Ham, and Leopoldstadt. Correct. Best Musical, and Juliet, Kimberly Akimbo, New York, New York, Shucked, and Some Like It Hot. Best Revival of a Play, A Doll's House, The Piano Lesson, The Sign in Sydney Brewstein's Window, Top Dog, Underdog. I find it interesting that uh, the Thanksgiving play is left out of both the Best Play and Best Revival of a Play. Um, yeah. Best Revival of a Musical, Dancin', Into the Woods, Parade, Sweeney Todd. Best Book of a Musical, Robert Horn for Shucked, David Lindsay Abair for Kimbo Akimbo, Matthew Lopez and Amber Ruffin for Some Like It Hot, David West Reed for Anne Juliet, and Aaron Sorkin for Camelot. Again, Aaron Sorkin getting to have that eligibility to be nominated for Camelot is so interesting to me. Again, I haven't seen As this production said, yet. There, there are a lot of changes, whether you like okay. them or not. They are there. Yeah, but then it makes it challenging for this next um this next category so best original score music and or lyrics written for the theater brandy clark and shane mcnally for shucked david Lindsay bear and janine tesori for kimberly akimbo andrew lude weber and david zippel for bad cinderella helen park and max vernon for mark shaman and uh, scott whitman for some like it hot so that means yeah yeah, Yeah. john kander and and lynn cannot be nominated uh for new york new york which is a darn shame for me yeah i agree with that um it is what it is, unfortunately. And again, it's a ruling that makes sense and therefore nominations that make sense. But there are some really beautiful orchestrations in that show. And I do think they have an orchestration category, at least for the Time Out New York Awards. It should absolutely be in there, which it is. Exactly. So best performance by an actor in a leading role in a play 
Yaya Abdul-Mateen the second for Top Dog Underdog, along with his co-star, Corey Hawkins, Top Dog Underdog. Sean Hayes for Goodnight Oscar. Stephen McKinley Henderson for Between Riverside and Crazy. And Jefferson Mays for A Christmas Carol. Noticeable mention, that or lack thereof, Marcel Spears for Fat Ham in this category. Yeah, questionable. I don't trust it. Yeah. Best performance by an actress in a leading role in a play, Rachel Brosnahan for The Sign in Sydney Brewstein's Window, Jessica Chastain for A Doll's House, Jodie Comer for Prima Facie, and Audra McDonald for Ohio State Murders. Best performance by an actor in a leading role in a musical, Christian Borle, J. Harrison G. for Some Like It Hot, Josh Groban for Sweeney Todd, Brian Darcy James for Into the Woods, and yes, Ben Platt you. for Parade. Noticeable uh, lack of mention for... Uh, Colton Ryan for uh, yeah. New, York, New York and for Casey Likes for Almost Famous. Yeah, I would say, um, at least as far as this, those aren't too surprising for me. I do find the Christian Borrell nomination. Is more of a supporting, yeah. Quite odd. Even as a not supporting, I love Christian Borrell. We have talked about Christian Borrell ad nauseum on this show and how much we love him. I do not think this is anywhere near his strongest role. So I'm going to be really curious when Tony nominations come around tomorrow to see if he's going to get a nod as well as Jay Harrison. Well, what I find interesting is because I had to look it up. Adam Feldman gave some like it hot four stars four out of five so yeah. that tells me that he is probably and, and more... didn't like almost famous and didn't like right. new york new york right so that makes mm. sense there <laughs> um <laughs> best performance by an actress in a leading role in a musical annalee ashford sarah Bareilles, victoria clark michaela diamond and caroline interbickler for Shecht. i kind of think that those might be uh, really the close nominations. to what might happen, yeah, right? I think so, too. I think that's that one feels pretty set in stone to me. Mm-hmm. And it's a good list, I will say. A very white list, but a good list. Yeah. Best performance by an actor in a featured role, Jordan E. Cooper for Ain't No Mo, Ray Fisher, The Piano Lesson, Samuel L. Jackson, The Piano Lesson, Michael Patrick Thornton for A Doll's House, and Brian uh, Brandon Uranowitz for Leopoldstadt. I loved michael patrick thornton's performance in a doll's house i really do appreciate mm, yeah. seeing his name in in a list like this just again no one from fat ham <laughs> included in this um yeah. bizarre to me yeah uh, but here we are and also performance by a featured actor in a play perhaps also arian moyad for a doll's house am i cuckoo mm, i didn't get to see a doll's house it was, uh, I know, it escaped me by. I just didn't get a chance. There's still time. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I was going to say, it's still to... there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I still have uh, some pre-Tony time at the very least. So mm-hmm. I'll get to it and I'll keep those names close in my heart for when I do to know that Grace Aki loved them at least. I'm actually noticing Fat Ham isn't in almost any of these nomination predictions. Yeah, yeah. At all. Which... For him. I have questions. Feels 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 not good, actually. I have direct questions. Yeah, best performance by an actor in a featured role in a musical. You've got Kevin Cahoon for Shucked, which I feel is a kind of a long shot. Justin Cooley for Kimberly Akimbo, something that people have been talking about for a while. So that makes sense. Alex Joseph Grayson for Parade. People have also been uh, talking about this one. Alex Knoll for Shucked, and and Kevin Delagula for Some Like It Hot. I do really feel strongly about Kevin's performance in Some Like It Hot. I think it was excellent. 
Um, I do like seeing his name featured here as well. Best direction of a musical you have, which is interesting because there's been a lot of back and forth on the nominations in like Outer Critics, Drama Desk, Drama League um, for this particular uh, category. Um, He's got Michael Arden for Parade, Lear de Bassinet for Into the Woods, Tommy Kale for Sweeney Todd, Jack O'Brien for Shucked, and Jessica Stone for Kimberly Akimbo. Um, Best direction of a play, they included Michael Arden again for A Christmas Carol, Kenny Leon for Top Dog Underdog, Jamie Lloyd for A Doll's House, Patrick Marber for Leopoldstadt, and Stevie Walker-Webb for Ain't No Mo. Again, uh, Sahim Ali for Fat Ham. Noticeable uh, lack of mention here, I just want to say. Yeah. Oh, interesting, interesting, interesting. Again, these are, you know, there's, there's, he's got best scenic design of a play, orchestrations, choreography, costume design of the play. Uh, we don't want the show to run too long, so we've not um, said them all, but please check all of the uh, other uh, nomination predictions there as well. But it is fascinating. I think this is, we thought it was the most competitive season we've seen in a long time. I think it still Massively is, but it's also so. the most bizarre one. It's very bizarre. There are a lot of categories in here that are really straightforward to me that, you know, I think Ben Platt is going to win. I think um, Bonnie Milligan is going to win. There are some that are a little, and I think Parade's going to win Best Revival. Um, and of course, these yeah. are timeouts awards but a lot of these feel like they're gonna transfer pretty well to what the tony nominations are actually going to look like hopefully some more for fat ham um but uh, again i get it and it's the same thing of like thanksgiving play being shut out of uh best play at the very least um not to mention other acting categories. It's just such a stacked year that I mean, even like when we got to top dog underdog nominations, I was like, Oh, right. That was this season. How are we even, how are we giving one award to each category this season? That is absolutely bananas to me because of how many great performances there were. Um, and as a result, like a lot of people have gotten left out of that just in these nominations alone. You know, the one thing I will say that was very nice to see that uh, didn't necessarily forget about, I think a lot of people have, and that's their own problem, is it's good to see that K-pop got a music nomination at the very least. I hope that happens with the Tonys as well. I feel like I'll be surprised, but I hope I'm not surprised. Yeah, I hope there's a lot more. It's it's yeah. um it's a really great show. And I hope at the very least it gets some um, design nominations and awards cuz yeah. the, the costuming of it all it's was never been done like that. <laughs> was it Clint Ramos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, who is exceptional. An, an exceptional artist, goodness gracious. I wanted to leave that show wearing every single outfit on that stage. <laughs> Same. Yeah, Just and Carrie Young Square. for cost of living. I do want to say of course, young. there will Jeez. not an episode will go by where we don't mention Carrie Young and, you know, that will continue forever. Finally, we have our recommendations for today. Um, Maybe Love uh, from Shucked uh, dropped a music video with Caroline Interbickler. It's really beautiful. Um, please check that out. And as well as Andrew Cooper at 54 Below on May 9th. Tickets are available. Do you like these songs? dubbed by his child you will like these songs (laughs) cute it's just he said what should i name the show and his son said uh like do you like these songs so good which is great 
So uh, I will be there. It's going to be fantastic. Exactly. But otherwise, thank you all for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. Don't forget about our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. And you can find me on all social media platforms right now at It's Grace Aki. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at No This Is Ashley. Gird your loins, everybody. It's It's May 2nd tomorrow. It's time. It's going to be wild on the show. Just say a little prayer for us over at Broadway Radio. Please do, yeah. Buy us a coffee or something or a drink.